Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for av geeks and non-av geeks alike. We tackle anything related to airlines and sometimes beyond. And this week, we're crowdsourcing. Yes, this week we're giving the people what they want. I'm excited about this week because we've been asking people to write in with ideas for a long time now, Dave. I don't remember when you started asking, uh, but almost usually, years. usually you're like, I don't like ideas. I want to throw them all away. And I'm like, no, Dave, come on. And so today we're finally going to get to one. <laughs> that is a gross misrepresentation of my position. Uh, anyway, thank you to Ezra who wrote in with a very good question. Uh, which is, in short, why do travel agencies still exist? Yes, and, you know, considering the largest part of our business is technically a travel agency here at Cranky Concierge, uh, we feel qualified enough to have this discussion. But first, let's thank this week's sponsor, Idemia. You may not know Idemia, but they are an authorized enrollment provider for TSA PreCheck, and we will once again talk about them more later. Now, Dave, uh, before we get started, let, let's get the exact wording of the question here. Okay, Ezra asks, Cranky Concierge is a legit travel agency, right? I'm of the age where I've pretty much never worked with a travel agency in my life and have always gone direct to airlines when possible. I know that travel agencies typically have access to GDS systems that us regular folk don't, but what does that actually mean in practice? What can you do that we can't? What advantages does that access give you, or me, your potential future customer? And this is a really good question. But first, I do want to thank him for calling us legit. <laughs> That's we are, cool. We are too legit to quit, even through a global hey, pandemic. Hey. No, you don't want me singing again. <laughs> nope, It always don't. goes into song. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, look, yes, but but it really is a good question, right? And this is something that I think a lot of people in younger generations are like, why would I do this? This is dumb. I have this thing called the internet, and I can do things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this has been going on for a while. Like, the death of travel agencies has been predicted since at least the 90s uh, when airlines stopped paying published commissions and it became a whole thing. And that weeded out a lot of agencies that really just couldn't hack it. They were living off commissions and not much else. Uh, and, you know, airlines just didn't need their bookings anymore because of uh, said internets. Right. I've heard of that thing. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> and travel was, I mean, you were a baby at the time, but travel was one of the earliest <laughs> uses of e-commerce back in the day, like in the 90s. I mean, airlines, man... Airlines loved it. They took bookings direct as soon as they could. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then online travel agents popped up, like Expedia, Travelocity. I mean, these guys have been around forever, in internet time at least. Uh, and so that made it easy for passengers to compare options when they were looking. And so the airlines figured, all right, this is so easy, then we can just stop paying commissions to travel agents uh, as a thank you for selling our flights because <laughs> we don't need them anymore. Right, so this was in the 90s, um, and yet uh, you started Cranky Concierge in 2009, just after the recession. <laughs> uh, so uh, all of this stuff sort of came later, right? Oh, yes, it did. Good math work there, mm -hmm. Dave. But this is the thing. like Travel agents didn't die in the 90s. They, they just 
they, they thought they were going to die or some or a lot of them went out of business. You know, bad travel agents died. This what it Not literally, Dave. <laughs> Calm down. God. But it did. It weeded it out. It said, all right, those who actually were able to deliver value to people, they were still able to thrive. And I think, you know, Ezra's got the right question, which is like, well, what can you do? What is the value? And it took some time for some agents to learn, like, all right, here's the value we provide. And they had to start charging for their services instead of just saying, oh, we'll do it for free and get paid by the suppliers. Like, it it just didn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so those who were able to add that value and people thought it was worth paying them, well, they they made money and they did more. But they also really focused more on not air. (laughs) They focused on things like... Hotels, cruises, tours, ground experience, all those types of things where those still paid good commissions anyway, um, but there are just a lot more options. All right. There, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> well, that's a pretty scorching hot take. Uh, I'm sure not all travel agents who died were bad. Uh, no, wh- some were just old. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Which is what I was about to get to. <laughs> Why? Widespread access to the internet changed the world very, very fast. Uh, and our, you know, and and all kinds of industries rose and fell at that time. You had the dot com boom, and now you have Expedia and uh, whatever. And um, uh, but anyway, uh, when you started Cranky Concierge in two thousand nine, you focused on air, and there were no commissions really. <laughs> well, when I started Cranky Concierge, we weren't even booking travel at all. Right. Like we, I mean, I, I don't remember when you started because life is a blur now. I, I started just after you had expanded more into booking air. Yeah, okay. Because when we started, it was just if someone had already booked something, they could just pay us for your help. Right. And uh, But then, you know, we did get into booking because it, it, a couple of things. Um, you know, the, the first thing was that, yeah, we could be more useful to people when we have – their bookings in our system. Uh, but also, just because published commissions are gone doesn't mean commissions are gone entirely. Like the, the big agencies that deliver good business to the airlines, they still have deals with the airlines to get commissions. So we hitched our wagon to one of the big guys and we were able to tap into that as well. Right. But we're getting a little bit off track here. So the point is, why would anyone use us? For us, the point of being able to get commissions meant that we could charge less than we otherwise would to like justify the time we have to put into it. So that brings our fees down into a more reasonable place where more people can afford them. And that really was a catalyst for us because, you know, at at the time I wasn't thinking about it, but I really came to realize, wow, this is easier. We can deliver more value and we can uh, not have to charge Sure, it should be worth, but that sounds like it's actually more work. So, explain how that's easier. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, because when somebody booked elsewhere, we had to go through the same queues as everyone else. Let's say there was a delay or a cancel, misconnection, whatever. We have to call reservations, or you know, if the clients are at the airport, we could tell them what to say. Um, But you know, we were dealing with good knowledge generically, but. We didn't have specifics, and we couldn't really do anything um, ourselves. Right. So when we started booking travel, uh, that all sort of changed the game for us. Right. So then what we did is we started booking in Sabre, the global distribution system. And that meant if we booked something and then something went wrong, 
we could just go into our system and fix it. We didn't have to wait in line. We could put people on other flights, reissue tickets, whatever it would be. And on top of that, because we're affiliated with these important agencies, these big guys, we had access to priority support phone lines at the biggest airlines. We could get an agent that way. They all have different like travel support areas you can go to. It was huge. Um, but it goes even beyond that. Like, let's say someone's standing at the gate trying to get help. You know, before we would say, oh, this is this flight operates or something basic. But now we can see real time availability in Sabre for most of the airlines. So if someone's there, we can say, all right, tell them this flight. It has room on it, this airline or this connection point or whatever it might be. We know the rules of what they should be allowed to do. And so they could just feed it to the agent, which most agents like that because they just want to get you out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you have a good idea, great. It just gave us a huge leap in our ability to be useful here. Right. And so I've been I've been here a long time um, and I've sort of seen the evolution of this happen. And as a frequent uh, user of these services that uh, you uh, all the nerds who work here <laughs> can provide, I think it's uh-huh. I think it's substantially valuable. And I am a, you know, Internet millennial uh, who, you know. Uh, <laughs> is skeptical of everything right and you know i am definitely not the target audience for existing travel agencies but there's a lot more that we're going to cover and uh, we're going to talk about it after the break so dave can you please explain to me why you love taking your shoes off at the airport what well, you don't have TSA pre-check, right? So you must love waiting in slow lines, taking your shoes off, pulling your laptop and your travel size liquids out of a bag. I get it. I get it. Uh, no, I don't. But uh, I also don't fly enough to bother paying to get TSA pre-check. Dude, it's 85 bucks. Good for five years. It's it's not worth $17 a year. Come on. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's also a pain to get it. I remember when you had to go to the airport and try to get an interview or something. Well, that was for global entry, and that was also a long time ago. And TSA PreCheck on its own is a lot easier. Uh, You still do have to do in-person enrollment, but it takes less than five minutes, and you don't have to go to an airport. There are more than 450 enrollment centers, including one right downtown on Ocean near you, and another one up by the Lakewood Golf Course. They're all over the place. Uh, okay, do they even have pre- uh, TSA pre-check screening lines at most airports? If I'm flying out of yes, Long Beach? Yes, they do. God, this... Long Beach has it along with more than 200 other airports around the country, and it's now even outside the U.S. with Nassau and the Bahamas. Oh, so if I get it, we can do our next company meeting in the Bahamas? No. But why go in the normal lanes when you can get a premium stress-free experience? Go to universalenroll.dhs.gov to get started. Okay, so what else can we do? Um, well, so I grew up learning how to do this kind of work. Uh, I was a travel agent when I was a kid, but that is another tangent that you won't let me get on. <laughs> um, but after college, when I worked in airline pricing, you know, that gave me some really great insight because I'm sitting here dealing with fares all day, tariff too. Like I can read the fare rules better than pretty much everyone, certainly people who haven't done this before, because I actually did the work. And because of that, we've been able, on the concierge side at least, to like learn how to piece together flights to create good itineraries at a good price. It's it, you. We do hear people say 
you know, I can just buy a ticket online. Why do I need you? Mm -hmm. And I used to say that if you were doing just like a quick nonstop to Vegas, you probably don't need us. You find those options easily. And if you're flying nonstop, things probably won't go wrong. But if they do, it's probably a delay for the most part. Um, But for more complicated and longer flights, there's a decent chance that we can find options you won't see on your own because we can combine what the computer sees with what we know and piece together itineraries. So you said you used to say that. Why don't you say that anymore? Oh, yeah, right. So it, it, it all still applies. But now people find even more value from us, even for simple trips like that Vegas trip. Mm-hmm. Thanks, pandemic. Right. Because uh, the, the volume of schedule changes has gone through the roof. And with all the pilot shortages and stuff, we just see meltdowns all the time lately. And so it's really gets a little more dicey. Um, you know, schedule changes in particular are painful and, and we just deal with it. Like we find options, we tell people it's a crushing number of schedule changes uh, for us. But for an individual who doesn't necessarily know what options are. Like we provide a huge value with that. Sure. And anybody who's paid attention to the news and probably listeners to this podcast know that demand for travel services is through the roof right now. So all of this stuff has just made our lives way harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we spend so much more time on each trip than we used to. And it, it is really exhausting. Anyone in the company can tell you except for Dave because Dave doesn't do any of the hard work. Wow. <laughs> Slander. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I mean, on the other hand, though, like all the extra work we're doing, like it, it's still just adding more value. And, you know, going back to Ezra's original point and uh, business is going through the roof right now. It's crazy. Yes, I can attest to that. Um, maybe not as much as uh, Brett thinks. Uh, <laughs> but let me let me try to broaden this out. So. Uh, you're talking a lot about airlines, but what about all the rest? Um, and let's speak a little bit more generally about travel agencies, not just us. That is a good point because we do work with a lot of travel agencies as partners. Like there is huge value out there. And I know Ezra is asking about us like about travel agencies in general, but we don't do everything that others do. Like there are people who specialize. There's just a lot of good value out there if you find the right travel agency. So, um, you know, if you go today, travel agencies everywhere are just booming Mm because of the pandemic. People want more help. And so, you know, agents are, are, oh, I'm sorry. They like to be called advisors now, travel advisors, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) You can call me whatever you want, but uh, but it, it really is huge value, especially when you think about planning like an entire trip. I mean, it's not only just what they already were doing, which was useful of you know getting you to the best hotels, and they may have relationships to get you in those hotels and all this, like in the best rooms and you know when to do tours, where to go, best guides, all that kind of stuff. Now it's okay. What are the vaccination rules? The mask requirements? Staying on top of the changes. Um, you know, helping when itineraries shift and borders open or close or any of this kind of stuff. Uh, so with all the uncertainty, the, the travel agent is a lifesaver that also, even if everything goes fine, it still just adds peace of mind because people are so stressed right now about what's going to happen. Oh, sure. I went, when I went to Europe uh, last year, it, you know, it was right as Omicron was rising. 
Um, and I was leaning on uh, all you guys at the office to tell me if rules were changing and what problems might exist. You know, you try yeah, and stay right. You try and stay on top of that when you're traveling, but the uh, client wants uh, the client wants to be focusing on their vacation. Um, and all of the shifting rules and regulations can be a huge distraction from that. So if you have someone in your corner helping you out with that, it's a huge value. Um, and I'm leaving the country next month and I'm going to be, you know, wondering about rules and regulations. So oh, great. I have to turn my <laughs> ringer off. Uh, but it is, it is true. And you know, when, when you do think about that piece of it, just, just the peace of mind aspect that an, that a travel agent can provide. Um, and then you add on just all that local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is why we work with all these destination specialists. These are people that they, they not only know like the best and worst places to be, but they have all those relationships locally. They, they can do all these different things that are just hugely useful compared to someone who may just go book a hotel on their own. And it, it makes a huge difference. And of course the luxury travel agents are the ones who deliver the most here and they charge for it. Yeah. But even a non-luxury agent can help. Oh, for sure. Many travel agents are affiliated with larger host agencies like we are, and um, often those big hosts are with a consortium. So for us, right, our host agency, we work with Frosh, and uh, as part of Frosh, we're affiliated with the Signature Travel Network. Um, and because of that, we have access to like special rates at a ton of hotels that sometimes they'll offer extra amenities to travelers for the same price everyone else is paying, like free breakfast or a hotel credit or something. Um, and then even on top of that, a, a huge agency like Frosh has a giant knowledge base and discussion forums. So you can go and, and talk about, um, you know, if you don't have the expertise, someone else probably does. And you can ask those questions. But this isn't just us, right? No, 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 no. I was just using us to explain how we were set up. But there are other big host agencies and other consortia out there, and they can all offer something above and beyond. Uh, you know, so even if you're like a brand new agent and you can plug yourself into this, you can instantly offer value. Um, and then, you know, if someone has a hard question, they can go and ask the brain trust. So you're saying that we offer a lot of value. People may just not know how much. Oh, is that not clear? <laughs> We're obviously biased in this regard. It's our business, right? We're not trying to hide this. Right. This is what we do. But we see the value every day and not just the value that we provide. We look at our agent partners, our destination specialist partners, um, many of whom ha- have us like handle the air for their clients because it's so complex and challenging and no one wants to deal with it. Uh, but we get a peek into what they do for they cl- their clients. And when we do the air, it's great. And then we see what they do for their clients. I mean, it's a great experience. And the key is really just making sure that if you're a traveler, that you find a good agent and a reliable one. So how do you do that? <laughs> well, you get the yellow pages. Are you familiar <laughs> with the yellow pages, Dave? I am familiar, yes. Oh, good. At least you're old enough for that. I am old enough for that. No, I mean, you can do some basic due diligence. You can just go onto the internet. You can look at reviews online, right? Um, Look for disgruntled travelers, (laughs) look for red flags, you know, Google the name of the agency and then scam or something like that and see if something (laughs) comes up. 
Um, and then in some states, agents actually have to be registered, uh, California, Washington. Uh, so you, you can look them up in theory. And sometimes they either have to pay into a, a bond uh, or they have to have like specific separate accounts. And so some places have those rules. Most don't. Um, but, you know, then there are the usual protections. Like if you're really concerned, try to use a credit card for as much as you can so that you're not just giving someone a bunch of cash that mm-hmm. you can't get back. All, all those kind of things can help. Um, but word of mouth is is usually the way to go. You know, if you have friends that have used it, then you can find someone. And it's the same for us, too. If someone comes to us and they want something we can't necessarily help with, then we'll refer them to people we know can do a good job. Uh, great. I'm going to go find one. <laughs> For what? <laughs> For all my globetrotting needs. Uh, Dave? Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. Thank you to Idemia. If you do not have TSA PreCheck, come on. Universalenroll.dhs.gov. Even I'm getting it this year. Um, Even Dave is getting it. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Cranky Talk, let us know. Email us at advertise.crankyflyer.com. And please, please remember to leave us a five star rating. This helps others find our podcast. Write whatever you want in the review. I don't care. Five stars, uh, iTunes, five stars, Spotify, five stars, wherever wherever they'll let you uh, five star it five star please um refer the podcast to your friends let's uh let's get this community growing i've met some of you in real life you're all wonderful people um suggest this to your friends all of them are wonderful people. every every listener that i've met so far in real life has been has been wonderful and specifically they've said that i'm great so that's it why they're wonderful. really it is concerning we, <laughs> we had company meetings last week and again someone's like i listen to the podcast every time I'm like god dave's head's just gonna keep getting bigger this is not good it's a wonderful spot to be in uh <sighs> boy if you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, see, we actually care. We did it this week. We re- and we're going to do it again. We are going to do it again. So email us at info at crankyconcierge.com right now. <laughs> That's it. All right. And if you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com. 